Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am so excited to have Sammy Simpson here with me today. He is the creator of the Just Show Up platform. He is the founder of Tune In Corporation. He's an author, a speaker, and an inner voice motivator. And I am so excited to have him here. So Sammy, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be yes. here and talking to you, first of all. And, um, you know, I'll do it two ways because I'll, I'll do most of my life. Many people have known me is I grew up in the radio business starting when yeah. I was 16 years old. And I had a very fortunate and uh, a career that I'm very grateful for that took me across and around the country and all the way to New York City uh, to work for um, Z100, which is just an iconic uh, brand in pop music. And I, you know, just had a great uh, experience-based results of learning communication and marketing and branding. And I uh, just did that for, uh, gosh, 30 yeah. years of my life. Uh, went in uh, to the New York Daily News for a while, started my own social media company, uh, went into the entertainment finance world. So I had a long corporate background, but all along, then then I'll change to what I like to say is my authentic resume. Yes. Uh, and my authentic resume is I'm an ayahuasca journeyer that turned preacher and soulful guide. Uh, and I started a platform uh, a couple of years ago called the Just Show Up, which is a catalyst of really um, helping be an example of my mission that uh, everything in the world is interconnected in your inner and outer world. And the more that we can surrender that everything is a catalyst. I always say, if it gets your attention, pay attention. Yeah. Uh, and a big part of my work now is through the Just Show Up of being that example and also uh, content creation. Uh, I'm writing a book, those kind of things. And that's, you know, that's what I really, I feel my purpose is and I came here to do. But, uh, you know, I can talk from all different sides of a lot of different things. So, yes. And so today going from, I mean, you, you were just saying it, your 30 years of experience in broadcasting, radio what made or how did you get into that authentic side of your resume what was when did that happen you know i think it, it it was happening my whole life because i was always very curious when i was a you know i always say in my own reflection now as a kid i grew up with this really interesting grandmother who was uh, a devout Baptist. She went to church every chance she could, but then at home at night, she would read my fortune with a deck of playing cards and she would have herbal remedies. And I was convinced my grandmother was a witch. Uh, and she would, and, and what started this journey for me out of curiosity was she very much was a believer in the doctrine of you kind of suffer through a life and then you die and go to heaven. And, and I went back now and realized that a big part of this search for me uh, of that authentic self was I was always, you know, that selfish little boy. I was like, well, why do we have to wait? Why can't we do this now? Uh, and then my mother also would instill in me this idea that you can do anything you put your mind to. And that became just the mantra of my life because I grew up very, humbly and and a bit poor uh, but I always believe that no matter what I put my mind to that I could make that happen and and you know and that's kind of how I started radio when I was 14 years old I just 
you know, I imagine one day I said, I want to play music and make people feel good and let them pay me. Uh, and so I started uh, becoming like a, a DJ, a mobile DJ. So, and, you know, and I was doing proms and weddings and all these things. And by the time I was 16, I had made enough money to buy myself a new car, which was unheard of in my family. So all of a sudden I was proving to myself through the journey that, hey, my mom was right. You can do anything you put your mind to. And then that evolved into uh, radio, which I always had a great fascination with. And then from there, I just kind of became a student. And through the experience-based results, I just had this wonderful journey of meeting all these great connectors and these crazy wise people that just, you know, gave me this master's and kind of life as I was learning like, hey, what is great communication? Because radio was about, you know, how do you grab attention? How do you talk to one to touch many? How do you uh, make a difference in the community? So all these beautiful things were happening. And I just, you know, I'm really grateful for that experience. I love that. And while we're on it, I just want to ask you because I find it so radio is such a beast. It is such a different thing compared to TV or when you're just watching a video on YouTube or whatever it may be, you are solely just listening to somebody. But what was your fascination with radio? What got you hooked with that? Yeah, I, you said it. I mean, it, you know, they call it the theater of the mind. I mean, that really is the stage of radio. I had a great mentor named Nick Michaels who would say to me, uh, he would constantly pound in me the difference in the power of the voice is if you say it well and you say it right, it will continue to rattle around in your mind long after you turn it off. And I just thought that was the magic of radio because I grew up at a time when radio was still uh, incredibly dominant. There was, you know, these bigger than life radio stations that were not only playing your favorite songs and your favorite artists, uh, but they were also, they had this showbiz about them, this bigness and, uh, and, and it would just feel, fill you up. And I, I very much wanted to be a part of that whole atmosphere. And it seems like now today, the world of podcasting has kind of taken, is taken over that big monster of a machine just in the industry itself it's kind of taken over that seat from radio of everybody's got a podcast but there are so many out there and it's just churning constantly yeah yeah and i think you could say that you know i look at it as you know i had a great uh mentor as I was learning strategy for many years. And, and the one thing that he would, he would constantly remind is that, you know, nothing ever dies. It just gets thinner. Yeah. They still, they still make stage coaches today, even though that's not the preferred form of transportation. And the reality is they make more money building stage coaches today than they did back then, because now it's a real specialty. Right. And I think what we're seeing not only in radio, but across you know, the mass media business, television, newspaper, radio that dominated the industry for so long yeah. is that 
it's just getting thinner. Radio will always have a place yeah. as much as those other areas. And now podcasting has come along. And what I find interesting about podcasting, uh, just like the mobile phone, is that we're, we're all content creators. We're able yeah. to share our voice. Yeah. And podcasting gives us a chance to kind of really find those niches, so to yeah. speak. You can yeah. Radio is more of a mass medium. Yeah. That you're, you know, and that's the whole, you know, if you think about that, you know, there's, you know, there's two strategies. There's really the all of one strategy, which is niche, are the sum of all. And radio is kind of that sum of all. Yeah. That's what we'll find that, you know, the way that they're presented and will continue to be presented. But certainly there's a lane for both. Uh, you know, the biggest part that that everyone has to deal with now is just such an over-communicated world is that when there were you know, television, newspaper, radio, yeah. it was a lot easier to market and manipulate, so yeah. to speak, so that you could find an audience a lot faster. Yeah. But, but I do find, you know, personally as a marketer and a brander and a communicator, I like the world that we live in. I like everyone has a voice. And I always say, if you're if you're if you're real and authentic about it, you're going to find an audience for that. You just have to bring a different business mindset, which you know radio has struggled with because when you get a big piece of the advertising pie and suddenly it starts to shrink, that really impacts your business because of the way you've built the foundation of business. Podcasting is able to build it now from the ground up of saying we know we're a niche product and we're probably going to attract that kind of sponsorship. I like what you said though about the world of podcasting because I think I, I'm sure you've you've gotten to experience this. But when you get to sit down, like we're doing right now with these with each individual person, you take away something from each of those interviews, whether it's a feeling, whether it's a new lesson, whatever it may be. I think it's incredible where you're able to get from each episode and each person you get to sit down and talk with. And I, like you were saying, I think that's the incredible piece of podcasting and the beautiful yeah. part of this world that has been created for us. Yeah, yeah, because think about it. I mean, you, you can't expand time. There's only so much time. So in order uh, to, uh, to kind of gain a share, you have to take that time from someplace else. And I think a lot of what podcasting, as you said so well, really does is that you get to invest your time now in something that you're ridiculously passionate about or something you want to learn or a person that you admire or want to emulate. And now, uh, you know, whether it's podcasting or social or, or all these different, uh, you know, areas that we have now, you can you can get closer to those subjects i think than ever before because there's so much possibility plus i love that you know each person we get to really you know this idea that i like to say that we're all these un unique notes in this big symphony you get to kind of go behind the curtain of that unique note and kind of see what's driving and motivating them and and you find that synergy of oh my gosh that I'm, I'm as, you know, as passionate about that too. And, and that's what I love about podcasting. Yes. And I, I like the personal aspect of it as well. Like you and I were doing before we started the episode, like you and I are both runners. We got to have that personal connection as well. You go yes. in and you kind of have, I always enjoyed the beginning and the end of each episode when, you know, 
recording starts and stops because you get to kind of have those conversations that you're some you may not be having here. We can react with what we were talking about with running. We can absolutely do that, but I enjoy that because it's letting me get to know you or whoever I'm interviewing more. So it doesn't feel so stuffy or uptight or whatever that feeling might be. It's a little bit more free flowing. It's a little bit more relaxed and a, a nice environment. Yeah. You know, I always say in my coaching, as I've talked to talent and people over the years, it's so important. And I use these three values, real, raw, ridiculous, because, because that is really the key because, you know, I grew up at a time in the radio business where, uh, where a lot of entertainment was so polished, right? You only saw the best product. You know, it's kind of like that meme you see, it says, stop comparing your life to everyone's best of, yes. you know? And, and that was a lot of what would happen in the, uh, you know, the media world because, you know, uh, they were built that even in branding, it was like you put the research and development in, you created the perfect yeah. or best product or show or whatever, and then you put it out to the world to where now it's the complete opposite. It's like, just go, you know, it's like, it's like fire, then aim. Yeah. Because what they learn, as you pointed out, is in the, the realness and the rawness and sometimes even the ridiculousness is everything is, is right on time. And you'll find that deeper connection to where it's not just that, hey, I've, I've built this incredible facade or storefront. And when you come inside, you realize eh, it's probably a little shallow. I think with yeah. podcasting, you get to drill a little deeper into that depth. And that's what people want today. And I think to the point you just made, when when we this very big world of podcasting it's there's a lot being shoved at you there is i mean even when we were talking about you know it used to be radio newspaper very small amounts where you could be pushed content out to today if you do not like to your point of fire and then aim you kind of have to because everybody else is doing it as well. Everybody else is pushing that their content out to you. So it's either do it first or you're going to be last and you may not get your content yeah. listened to, read, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, and as you're, as you're, you know, getting into the experience based result of it is just continuing to fine tune and to learn because you know, I've found a lot in working with people over the years in podcasting and specifically, and, you know, and I, you know, I go all the way back to in 2005, helping launch one of the first commercial podcasts in Washington, DC in those days. So I've been following this uh, forever as many people have. Um, but I think it's also, this is just the honesty of yourself at times is that there's so many you know, with all due respect, girlfriends or guy friends that will sit at a bar and have a funny conversation and think, oh my God, this should be a podcast. Uh, no, that's a conversation. And, and you're funny and you're lovely and I'm yeah. sure you're interesting, but it's also finding that, you know, as, as one of my uh, other mentors would always say, turn that microphone or camera around and, you know, think about it from the point of view of who that listener 
guess. Is. Yeah. Uh, because that's because a lot of times I think we miss that very important element of building the right foundation of of oh my god this is this is interesting to me and then we kind of realize well it isn't interesting to as many yep. people as we thought and it just creates a very crowded marketplace now that's that's okay but it just makes you know as you're marketing what you're doing it just you you can't use those same old tools and techniques that a lot of people are still trying to recycle and just kind of you know, say, I'm just going to bombard you over the head and to the point you do that, because, you know, if you're driving a bulldozer and it's not good content, you're not going to, you know, drive them into listening or watching. I was actually just uh, talking with um, a guest a couple weeks ago, and he has a podcast and um, they started it during the pandemic. And we were talking about it. We're like, it's very rare to hear a project that was started in the pandemic is still going three years later because to your point those conversations that people thought would be great podcasts it filled the it filled that gap that they needed during the pandemic and they died they they the podcast or whatever project they've been working at had died because it had fulfilled their purpose of getting them through the pandemic or whatever it was it's very rare that those projects are still alive today yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, and I think you could see that in any, you know, sp specific amount of time. Certainly COVID is a very escalated, yeah. rare time in our yeah. existence that, you know, speaks to that very well. But, you know, I think, I think as you're thinking about podcasting and you're thinking about just, you know, how do you create an audience, so to speak, you know, that's going to be a very important part of just as you're talking to that one to touch many, yep, yep. Uh, you know, really what is the, the big V word? What is, what is the value? And, and, you know, and sometimes for some people, the value may be, you know, in my case, you know, I, I say it all the time. There, there are things that I post and put out in the world and people will be like, why are you doing that? It doesn't seem that interesting. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just leaving breadcrumbs for my kids because some days maybe they'll, they'll find that. So, and that's okay. Right. Because I think you just have to be really, uh, real and authentic about the why. It's like, why am I doing this? Uh, because that's when you start to think about your strategy and what you can control. You can control your componentry, your marketing, uh, your technology, all those type of areas. The competitive side of the business is something you're never going to control. And unfortunately, so many people get get so focused on trying to control those things that are never possible that they kind of miss the forest from the trees. So it's always like, come back to yourself and really, you know, build the right strategy. There's a ton of people out there that do this, you know, that can help you yeah. uh, to do it really well. And I think, you know, if you're really serious about it, that's, that's a big step to take. I, I relate to that, to that breadcrumb analogy. And I like that so much because I, I we I always have this phase where I'm like, should I continue doing this? Like I have a full-time job. This is not my full-time. I'd love it to be, but I'm like, should I continue doing this? And I'm like, yes, I should, because I liked, I would like to leave behind something that people can learn from. You know what I mean? Like whatever it may be, there are, there are always nuggets that come from every single guest and every single topic that I love that breadcrumb analogy that it's something to leave behind 
uh, yeah. while you're continuing walking on your path. And the other part I would say, you know, I did this a lot in my coaching is, you know, and this is a big part of strategic planning. And I think it's a real uh, one of one of one of the missions that I love about this part of strategic planning is sit down and get really honest with yourself and write a letter to yourself a year from today and just go backwards and tell yourself what you're going to do with it. Yeah. And not fluffy, hoity BS, but but the, okay, I want to grow this podcast. I want 10,000 people to listen to it uh, on average or whatever it is for you. I'd like to make some amount of money on it, whatever that may, and, and really, you know, put those numbers in there and give yourself a way to build goals and tactics for yourself that you can really take action because that's, that's a big part of it is just, okay, a year, if I'm still doing this a year from now and a year is very realistic for all of us in this fast moving world is, you know, what, it, what does it look like? Uh, who is it attracted? Um, you know, what uh, partnerships or sponsorships or revenue or listening has it driven on that time? And what you'll find is, is that most of us play very safe when we write visions. But, you know, as my teacher would say, think big and big things will occur. Uh, you know, it's not to, again, don't, don't fool yourself and say, I'm going to have a million. But, you know, I saw, I saw a, a video series recently, a friend was sharing with me about Mr. Beast and they shared the video of like his very first YouTube video. And that's what he was doing. He, on that video, he was basically saying in a year from now, I want to have 10,000 viewers. And you think now 10,000 viewers is minuscule for this guy that, is the king of the world, but he started the same way. He gave himself a simple vision. He did it in his own way, but the same thing came out of that because it started really creating action and a way to drive things forward. And I, I love that you brought up the writing the letter because I, I actually do write one every year and every year I'm stunned uh, that I'm like, wow, I actually wrote that down, but I'm also like, my God, <laughs> I'm like, I said these things. <laughs> I have that like, wow. Um, and it just, it, it is very weird to kind of go back and read what you wrote a year ago. Uh, it's just, it's so, it's an odd feeling for me sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I would always say in that case, you know, I break it down because, you know, in every quarter, there's a great report card there. So in your yes. vision, you know, you can build a project, a program or a campaign out of everything you wrote in that letter. And I would say, make yourself a list. There's your tactics yeah. that you can work on each quarter. And then each quarter, you can go back and kind of look at those three areas and yeah. say, okay, success, celebrate revision because like you said oh my god i can't believe i wrote it that way or feedback it's no longer relevant so let's move it out and replace it with another project program or campaign that's more realistic for today and that just gives you a little bit of accountability around vision and helps you to kind of continue to steer knowing that we live in such a fast paced fast moving things will change overnight kind of world I want to tune into the tuned in corporation and I want um, just to hear you set the stage of what 
this corporation is, why you created it, how you created it, what was the motivation to start it? Yeah, well, Tuned In was really about, you know, around my authentic resume, as I like to say, because, um, you know, it was just that idea of really tuning into yourself and starting trusting yourself to know that, you know, the, the deep, meaty answers of life that we're all seeking are always going to be found inside of you. Uh, and that's the spirit of Tuned In Corporation. And, and what it does is, you know, it's done a few things over the years, but, you know, really it's at the basis of my Just Show Up platform, yeah. which is my show and podcast, uh, but also through some coaching that I've done. You know, I, I'm not a big fan. I've, I've spent a lot of time over the years in my own uh, feedback of, you know, in thinking about who is this guy? What is tuned in yeah. of, am I a consultant? Am I this? And then, and then I'm all that. Um, you know, and I've tried all those things and I've certainly had some great success with that as well, but really now tuned in's focus is around really spreading this uh, message of embodying your true nature yeah. and finding harmony with everything. That's really the idea. And I do it through the Just Show Up platform. Um, I've written some books. I'm writing a new book now called The Keeper of Heaven that I'm excited to be putting out uh, not too long from now. And then I do a lot around content creation now. Just these, you know, what I call these little breadcrumbs of self-awakening, these little messages that just kind of talk to be like, hey, here's, you know, I, no one can ever tell you what to do, but just for some guidance to look in yourself to kind of explore these areas of non-judgment and lightness, explore that everything is interconnected inside and outside of you. And the more you surrender to start realizing that life will communicate what it needs you to do, uh, you get in this state of, I wonder, oh, I wonder what will happen next. And it becomes very exciting way uh, to live because you're not so much caught up in the stress and everything of the mind, always trying to figure it out, which I was at one point in my life and more surrendering to, uh, you know, okay, well, if there is this kind of synergy in the universe with uh, how I'm living, then, oh, you know, I don't know, but I'm, I'm curious. Let's, let's yeah. see what's up there. So that's what it's all about. And I love the Just Show Up platform. And I find like, I, I always have a sense of joy when watching it. And I feel like that feeling and emotion is such a big part of the platform. What I love is each episode is described. It has a one word description, whether it be change, truth, burden. How do you, what is your thought process there with that? Because I I'm like, how do I get a title for each of my guests? But you come down to one word. How do you get that out of each guest? Well, it was uh, it was a wonderful accident, is what okay. it was. But because you know the the story of the Just Show Up is I started the platform back in 2020 uh, during COVID, just as a way uh, that I would show up every, I think we did it on Fridays at the time at four o'clock Eastern time. And then I would just invite all these people to, to just show up because um, the deeper meaning was in 2019, I did an Akashic record reading, which is a big part of my world. I love the Akashic record. And through the record, it actually said the message that came was, 
start a clubhouse where people just show up to uplift and inspire and explore with no other purpose and show that anyone can be a catalyst for change. So I was like, ooh, I really like that. So I said, oh, well, let's, we're all kind of home anyway. Let's get together. And then we started creating what we called conversation starters, yep. where someone would come in and kind of share their world. And then we would all kind of talk about it, you know, but without any yeah. explanation. And then earlier, when I brought back uh, the second season uh, earlier this year, after a bit of a hiatus for a couple of years while I was in a, a corporate job myself, yep. um, I just... I had met someone through one, I had done a TikTok video about this self-awakening idea and someone reached out to me through TikTok and said, we should have a conversation. And I said, great. And I said, you know what? I think I'll just record this. And then I have these, um, I've done a lot of study in my own awakening journey around shamanism, which speaks to me. Yep. So I have, I have these shamanic healing oracle cards that were sitting right next to me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to deduce today's date to a single number and let's pull that card and see what the topic is. And we'll talk about it. And the cards are fit perfectly for these conversations. So now the way it works to your uh, question is uh, we just show up. Neither me or the guests know the topic. We yeah. deduce the date we're recording to a single number. I pull that card and then it will be everything from dissolving illusions to yeah. change to, and then I use that shamanic teaching as kind of the gateway to get into this conversation. And what's profound about it is what I find is that, and if you, and if you watch the show, yeah. shameless plug, um, is that the the topic is always right on time it like, is. it's so interesting like i had a guest on two two weeks ago three weeks ago and the topic was truth and at the end of the show she was like i wasn't going to say anything she said but look at my tattoo my tattoo i've had this tattoo of truth my whole life i mean it's we it's these yeah. beautiful weird coincidences that just uh, uh just bring a lot of joy for me yeah. so i'm glad to see that's coming through well, and I think it was, um, it was one of your most recent episodes, Matthew Blade, and I, I think it was Change. And when I was reading, I was like, my God, I was like, this is spot on for exactly the journey he had been on from leaving his radio show, everything. And I was, I was stunned. So to even hear that now, I am stunned that that's, it's like, of picking the perfect <laughs> card or description yeah. for each conversation. Yeah, and I always, you know, and I find that's a bit of the synchronicity is it's kind of that that gut check, right? Is that am I doing the right thing? And and selfishly for me, that's when this comes up to go like you asked earlier, should I keep doing this, right? Because I that question goes through my mind too, because I'm like, is anyone really watching? Hello, is this microphone even yeah. on kind of thing? But 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 because of that very aspect that every er, we've done now 10, 11, 12, 30, there are nine episodes. The 10th episode was released today. As a matter yeah. of fact, I have like four more ready to go. Uh, and I will say that of every single one of them, that dynamic has shown up, just showed up. And, and I'm like, okay, well, this is, 
you know, the, the person or persons that are ready to see, hear, experience this will find it. And that's when I can let go of getting my head all wrapped around the metrics and the numbers and the shares and the follows and the likes, uh, because I very much believe it is a part of my mission in the work of Tuned In and my own personal purpose. And that's why, uh, you know, I felt the call to do it and I honor it and I will continue to do so. Yeah, I, I, I just, and talking around, like, should I continue, like we were talking about, I just like having these conversations. Like I, I'm, I'm very much, I have a full-time corporate job. For me, this is a break in my day where I get to sit down and it's very cathartic. It's very just nice to step out of that corporate box sometimes and sit down with somebody and just fully have a completely different conversations than the ones you have when you're sitting in meetings all day. Yeah, isn't it great? It's so refreshing. And I find that, you know, I, I always like to remind people, especially for us corporate types, you know, someone somewhere right now is arguing over the color of a font. So just remember that there's an email trail that's probably about 32 emails deep right now with reply all on that very topic. And we're getting to have this wonderful conversation of meeting yeah. in a space that is just very real and raw and organic and yeah. is not have an agenda and all those things that you run into a lot of times. And that is just so refreshing. Now, when you're saying people are reaching out to you and saying, let's have a conversation how are you getting guests? Like, who are you looking for? What does that process look like in your head? Well, for me, it comes in a lot of different ways. There's certainly people, um, there have been a couple of people on the Just Show Up that were a part of the first season that I thought were incredibly interesting, an energy healer named Kim Bellissimo. Um, next week's episode is with... Um, um, a lady named Pooja Shakuri, I hope I got that right. Uh, and she is, um, had a very, uh, was very uh, indoctrinated in cult-like religion and has found her way out and is doing afterlife studies. And, is, uh, yeah. and it's just, it was just such a great conversation. So there's that. Um, there's other people that I've reached out to. Uh, I'm very excited, like uh, the actress and director, Nicole Ansari, who is married to Brian Cox from Secessions. She's coming on this season with me. Uh, and again, it's just, you know, as I said, you know, the mission of the show is to be an example that you, me, or anyone can be a catalyst for change. So I like to look out and finding folks from all walks of life. Nicole from, I mean, yeah. she, she talks about, you know, studying with these amazing masters of yoga and theta healing. And then you'll meet, you know, I met someone at uh, this beautiful Russian lady at a party in St. Petersburg, Florida, that just had been on this incredible journey. And I said, would you come and be a guest? So I find that you, it comes in the way the show is from all walks of life. And there's people I know and people I don't know of. Sometimes people will reach out and go, oh, you should talk to this person. So uh, I very much appreciate and honor, you know, wherever it comes from. Sammy, my last question for you is just what inspires you? Um, what inspires me? Uh, what inspires me is just the, the joy of um, surrender. 
you know, I've really, I've really learned to get out of my way um, after not for a very long time. And I just find that, uh, you know, life will surprise and delight you that way. And, and just as we talked about with the guest and all these number of things is, you know, I've been to five countries and driven across country and back in the last eight or nine months. And what I found was, is that it's universal, is that the more you just kind of just show up and just you, you know, without knowing an answer or being anything first, just kind of be present. Uh, I, I have... I've had surprises and delights and conversations in every place I've been that were just so profound and so uplifting and inspiring. And I'm curious now, I'm like, when will it happen again? And I just, that's what really inspires me. When will it happen again? Just show up to me. It means so many things. And I, I think, you know, the literal phrase of it, just show up. I think we all get tangled up in our daily lives and, you know, we hear the phrase be present all the time, but just showing up for the people in your life and things like that. I've tried to do better about that myself. And because we are such a technological world of laptop cameras, computer, whatever it may phones, it, it just to show up and be present sometimes is uh, it's one of the biggest things how I've been taking that for the longest time. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, and be, uh, you know, my masters and teachers always say, be compassionate for the human condition. We are human and, you know, we're caught up in what we're, you know, I always say, if it gets your attention, pay attention on one side, because that's a little guidance. But then on the other side is in this idea of just showing up without knowing an answer or being anything first, you know, it's not a test. It's not a race. Yeah. Uh, there's not a finish line. It's like, just give yourself the grace of, okay, I'll try it once today. And then maybe yeah. I'll try it three times yeah. today, you know, or maybe I won't try it at all today. Today, yeah. screw it. I'm doing my own thing. I'm selfish today, right? There, there's no right or wrong here. So, you know, if it calls to you in any way, just, you know, kind of, you know, try it on and see how it feels and then see where it goes from there. My, my dad's famous phrase that he loves to say to all of us is life is a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. Uh, and he will say it to everybody and uh he has said it to everybody so uh as i've gotten older i'm like it is it is very much a marathon and we are we are still running yeah the journey is the journey is the journey and i think that's what you know a lot of times we're so caught up but we're also kind of you know we're conditioned to pass the test and get the big jobs and all those type of things and there's there's nothing wrong with that you know because you you can certainly have that on your side but it's just a matter of you know again get finding yourself some grace of that balance between both and you're going to be a lot healthier and happier for it because you know you can you can't have your cake and eat it too fully but you can yeah. certainly have a good work life balance yes sammy i can't thank you enough for joining me today and being yes. here um and you guys if you do not follow sammy i'm gonna have all of his socials down below please go check out the just show up platform listen to just show up uh, new episodes every wednesday um but sammy i can't thank you enough for being here yeah thank you for having me so fun yes, yes. and as always i will see you guys back here next time bye y'all <laughs>